Hi, today is July 4th. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast, a future podcast, should not be considered financial advice. I don't have any stock positions. Thanks. The girlfriend is over, and we are about to go eat lunch. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to eat myself into a food coma, so I'm trying to record before we leave. Uh, Low-key kind of starving, so we're going to blast through today's episode. We'll go and have a normal-length episode next week. Uh, Jumping into the weekly play section here, though, there is absolutely nothing uh, this week as far as earnings goes that you should even consider putting time into researching. These companies have low float. Uh, These companies are too small. There are no real reasons to play reason, <laughs> earnings here beyond just having fun. And let me let me let me just dive into that a little bit further. I usually just t- say that earnings should be played for fun, just for the sake of like you know making sure that you feel good in case if you lose. But really, if you're playing earnings this week, I consider you addicted. So you need to really <laughs> you need to check yourself here if you're playing earnings this week because there's absolutely nothing remotely good as an earnings play this week. Uh, new ThetaGame.com website updates uh, include just an update of what's coming. Uh, the follow feature should be released by this incoming Friday or earlier. Uh, I imagine what I'm going to do is I'm going to release the follow feature first, um, where you can follow people and get followed. But what happens after you follow or get followed, I'm not sure yet. Uh, I think what I'm going to just do is let people follow each other and then uh, have this feature that might be on the front page or it might be on your profile. I'm not sure. Um, but it will be some sort of like, oh, these are the people that you follow. Uh, these are the, uh, the most recent trades that, uh, like the most recent three trades that all, all these people have been doing. Um, it could be something like that, or, um, I don't know, maybe reordering of the front page, maybe, um, putting people that you follow higher on top of the list instead of sorting by recency. That's all TBD or to be discussed and uh, we'll see what happens from there. But I'm excited for everyone to be able to follow each other because this is this has been a long time coming. Trading at the top uh, is really scary. Uh, it's not something that everyone wants to do and it's a place filled with ego and a lot of people like to time the top. Um, it's, a lot of it comes from wanting to be correct so some people buy puts at the top uh, hoping that it corrects and then they could scare, share that screenshot to everyone uh, thinking that they're really sick or um, they're just too scared to lose. They don't want to be that sucker that bought at the top and they don't want to share it to anybody else that they bought at the top. Um, I buy at the top pretty frequently and I'm going to, in this episode today, 
uh, talk about how I justify some of my actions uh, when price is really hot and how you know it can maybe help you have more confidence going into plays when uh, a stock has already run up so high. There are obviously huge pitfalls if you don't uh, take my words verbatim here um, because it's very easy to just say uh, or just to pick one of my points and then just fully send a position. But uh, when price is high or at the top, um, you really need all of these points uh, together. You can't just go in with just one of these points because when things get really toppy, you need to be paying more and more attention. One of the most important things before buying a company uh, at the top uh, or the proposed top, because it could continue running, who knows, um, is that you should genuinely like the company. Uh, I've mentioned this plenty of times in previous episodes, so I'll just give a few points here. But imagine a scenario where you know you see Beyond Meat uh, or some company that has a lot of hype behind it and it, it starts running, right? The price gets hot, keeps on going up, and then uh, you buy at the top and it starts correcting. There's nothing really beyond, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, just the price being high that you like about the company. So when it starts correcting, you're not gonna be able to hold on uh, and double down and do all these necessary things um, to maintain uh, a good position, right? It's easy to say, yes, Junie, yes, I'll I'll double down if it corrects. Uh, I will um, do this if when it starts going down. But that that's very, very unrealistic. Uh, that's a very unrealistic scenario. Most people have lots of trouble doubling down on a position. Or if they do double down, it's very hasty and it's done in a very risky manner. Um, the second point being a little bit less relevant than the first one. First one being that you just need to be able to double down in the first place. A lot of people have a really hard time doing it, um, but it really does help if you believed in the company. Uh, maybe if you were a vegetarian, right, and you were a stock trader and you really did believe that Beyond Meat was like the best solution there was you're not taking care of or not considering like impossible meat you're just looking at beyond meat and you really think that's the best vegetarian product ever then i can see you actually putting money into beyond meat and being able to double down with uh confidence right but a lot of people don't do that a lot of people get themselves in scenarios of buying things at the top because it's just run so hot and they think it could run just a little bit further or they think it will run a lot further. So just recognize when you are in those scenarios, like do you actually really like that company that you're buying? Because that's one of the first things that really helps you develop the uh, trading discipline that everyone apparently just doesn't have, especially when they first start, right? It's very hard to do the things that you like on Twitter like double down, put auto deposits in, um, have triggers, like all of these very responsible things that you know everyone just knows of, but it's very hard to do in practice, even, no matter how simple they are too. So step one, find a company that you genuinely like, and then if it runs hot, then, then continue uh, with these further points. So say for example, you find a company that you really like, or you know, I find a company that I really like, uh, i.e. Uh, NVIDIA. NVIDIA has traded flat in like the 500s um, for like a few months. Uh, I still really liked it, still continue trading it. Um, 
and then Nvidia is now at eight hundred nineteen dollars. Have has run really really hard, and uh, yeah, I continue to trade it. People consistently tell me like Junie, you're just getting lucky. Junie, Nvidia is going to correct soon. Junie, like why are you leveraged this way? I have my reasons, and I have a very particular trading style for this type of scenario in case if stocks run high, right? I don't like being in scenarios that cap my upside, uh, and I for sure do not like betting on the downside. So if my thesis about the general market is that it goes up, I need to make sure that my strategy facilitates the price when it goes up. And if it runs really hot, I want my strategy to succeed in that environment too. So you have a couple of choices when you're entering a position after the stock has run really hot. Let's just assume that you don't have an NVIDIA position or that I don't have an NVIDIA position, but I want to get in. The stock has run really high. You can either buy the stock, uh, just buy a bulk 100, or you can buy a bulk 100 and write uh, an immediate cover call, or you can just write a cash secured put. These are the main three strategies that I deploy like in any scenario. Um, but looking at these three, I have a favorite one when it comes to um, being in this type of environment. If the stock has run really hot, that means call premiums are worth more, right? Because people are believing that the stock could continue running higher and therefore calls are worth more. So in this environment, I like to just buy 100 shares and then sell the uh, at the money cover call. My bet in this situation would be that if the stock traded flat, great. I keep all that juicy call premium that's at a premium right now, right? It's more expensive. I get paid more for it. Um, and if the stock continues to go up, maybe just a little bit more, I still can potentially receive all the premium, just depending on you know if it goes up and then back down, whatever. Um, but if it continues to just even go higher, great. I've just received my full max profit from my covered call, and I'm just sitting idle on a stock position that will eventually get called away. Um, the reason here why I don't like just buying, say, 100 shares and not doing anything with it is I feel that there's nothing really uh, protecting me in case if I really just literally bought the top. If I start seeing the stock correct, um, then I, it's going to kill me on the inside knowing that like the call premium that I could have sold at the time I bought the 100 shares just by themselves. Um, I didn't take that offer and it's just missed opportunity. So I just prefer to buy the 100 shares and sell the at the money cover call every time. Um, the other side, the cash secured put, you know, trying to enter the position, that's okay too. But why, what I figured out is that when the stock is continuing to run hot, and if it does continue to run hot, you don't receive an optimal amount of premium for the put because the puts get cheaper as the stock gets higher and higher. And so if you're just consistently doing a 50% trigger in and out of this of these puts that you're selling that you're gaining a profit on as the stock goes up, goes up is not as much money or gains as you would if you sold uh, the at the money or close to the money cover call with the 100 shares that you bought instead. Um, so think of, just think about what you know from a basic level of just how puts and calls work and that's exactly how i employ it uh, on a hot stock position when the stock is hot i want to be selling the call so i would just buy the 100 shares and sell a close to the money call or an at the money call and if the stock continues to run higher great 
that's just guaranteed premium I'm bound to get. But that also makes me feel good in case if the stock corrects from there, then knowing that I'm receiving the most optimal amount of premium on the call side. Protecting my mindset has to be one of the most important things um, when I'm trading because I don't spend a lot of time looking at my terminal when I do trade. In fact, I'm like working like my nine to five or if I'm working on Theta Gang, I just rather have the market open on another screen that I could just glance at that I don't have to like focus in and you know spend all my time on. So I wanna feel good knowing that I did my best at trading times, meaning at the time I clicked the button, then having to manage a bad position because I didn't prepare uh, for my max loss. So imagine these scenarios where I'm saying that I'm gonna buy amount of shares, I'm gonna sell cover call because I think it could potentially go down. That's a very good exercise for you to do because a lot of people just assume that their position is going to work. You need to assume that your position is going to be bad. This is just one of these things about buying the top that I think I'm really good at is managing my max loss. If I know that you know this could potentially be the top, I'm going to continue to sell closer and closer to the money covered calls. If for whatever reason some news article changes or the arms deal gets passed or something you know very Nvidia specific that will send it even higher uh, gets announced, yes, I'll start selling further out the money cover calls. I'll start buying uh, more shares. That's all great. But I'm talking this topic is talking about uh, just the entry of a stock that has gone really hot. Um, managing a position that has gone really hot is a little bit different, but entering a position with a stock that has gone really hot, I prefer to just buy 100 shares and then sell the close to the money or at the money cover call. A lot of people will say, well, Junie, I don't have enough money for to, uh, to buy 100 shares of the stock that I really love and that has gone really hot. For example, maybe you only have like $5,000, but you want to employ this exact same strategy on AMD, uh, which is now hovering around like, I think $91, $92. So you need $9,200. Um, in that case, I say, you know, continue playing spreads in a very, you know, financially safe or responsible manner, but you need to start auto depositing. You need to start getting your fundamentals ready for when you do have enough money to employ this strategy, you're not going to say, for example, uh, buy the 100, cover, 100 shares, uh, sell the cover call, and then the second that you know AMD starts to moon, you close the cover call for a loss, and then AMD shoots back down, and then now your shares are naked, and then you're not protected, and then you take a more of a loss there. You need to make sure you have your fundamentals ready for when you get here. And a lot of that, of, of those fundamentals can be learned with just selling um, smaller spreads uh, and just learning how price fluctuates, get, get your trigger discipline ready, like make sure that you understand how to put on triggers, how to take profit from triggers. Um, because I can say buy 100 shares and sell the close to the money cover call all day, but unless if you actually know what to do um, when price starts to go down when it starts to go up or you know sticking to the strategy if you don't stick to some strategy that i might even talk about there's no point because you're just getting emotionally got you're you're getting scared you close the position early or you get greedy and you open too many positions so picking a stock that you love and then um 
if it runs hot, if you want to deploy a strategy that I do, it'd just be, again, one more time, buying 100 shares, selling the at-the-money-cover call or a close-to-money-cover call, uh, just for the plain fact that you get more money for the call. So you want to be selling the call. Um, and then uh, one pitfall, I think, of selling the cash-secured put when the price has gone up so high is that um, you are stuck in that position if it starts to correct from there. Um, you have a little bit more liquidity when you buy uh, the 100 shares and sell the cover call because you can close, if the price goes down from that moment there um, with the 100 shares and the cover call, you can close the cover call for a loss and then, or for a gain, sorry, because that's gone down. And then you can buy more shares to uh, lower your break even and potentially exit the stock position for a gain, right? That's all dandy. That just involves you uh, realizing profit from the cover call and putting in more money to lower your break even. The other side of this, if you sold a cash secured put, you received premium for the trade but in the event that, you know, say, for example, NVIDIA arm deal doesn't get passed, uh, if the price shoots down really quickly and you're stuck in this red position um, for the, with the cash secure put, yes, I agree. You receive premium and you're doing fine, okay? You're doing, you're doing okay. But you're stuck in that position because you have to wait for assignment. So suddenly that you know that eighty thousand dollar put that you wrote on nvidia is now red and if you wrote a 45 day contract you're stuck in that position for 45 days and that's suddenly eighty thousand dollars that can't do anything whereas if you bought the 100 shares and sold the at the at the money or close to the money cover call you can be liquid if you can manage it right if you if you know what to do you can be liquid i'm not saying that you're going to instantly know what to do in every single scenario but that's just one of the pitfalls, I think, of selling the cash secure put um, when the price is going really high, is that you will sit idle on your max loss, which is the amount of shares um, that you are potentially going to be assigned. In this case, if you sold the 800 cash secured put, you would be putting 80K uh, cash sitting idle, which is never a good thing. You never want your money sitting idle. Um, some can argue that, hey, Junie, uh, uh, sure, the arms deal cannot get passed and then uh, the price will shoot down. The, the cash secure put would be in the red and it could just bounce. Maybe the price bounces and you collect that full premium there. Well, that all could have been done. The same thing with the covered call and shares scenario. Uh, you could have captured the um, premium on the cover call with 50% triggers and you could continue to write cover calls on the 100 shares as the price continued down and if you could saw that it would continue or not continue but if you saw the price to to bounce up uh, then you could start writing further out the money there's just more flexibility when it comes to buying the shares um, and you know some of that comes from just the amount of capital that you first have to put up uh, some of you are saying, well, Junie, isn't a cash-secured put the same thing as buying or selling a cash-secured put, the same thing as buying 100 shares? 
it depends on your broker if you sell cash secured put say for example that had a you know a total value of 80k maybe it only uses 50 percent of that with margin and you're only using 40k margin instead of the 80k capital that it would take to uh, buy the 100 shares um, so if you can I would always suggest just being in the safer taking the safer route the route that doesn't involve you uh, having your money sitting idle or feeling stuck in a red position messing up your mindset is buying the 100 shares and then doing what you want with the covered calls if the price starts going down uh, close out the covered calls or triggers capture that premium lower your break even and then evaluate from there every every few days pick a different strike get, get maybe closer maybe further start experimenting but you can't do any of this experimenting or managing if you just sell the cash secure put which i would also argue is good for some people like if you find that you're that type of trader that just touches their trades too much and you start losing money because oh you know i should have uh, I shouldn't have closed this because it did in fact bounce or I should have opened this trade and closed this one because I should have done this or that or XYZ. If you're just someone that touches their trades too often and you find that like you're messing yourself up whereas if you just let it sit still it would have been okay, then maybe the cash secure put is okay and you just take the, take the hit of being in a less liquid position. But I think that's it. Uh, this is some method to my madness of buying stock when it's high. A lot of people tell me that I get lucky. A lot of people tell me that, you know, what I'm doing isn't going to always work. And I get that. I understand where I lose. I've lost on this before. This is not a bulletproof strategy. But I think being um, roughly like 30% up for the year, uh, I have a good talking place where I can, you know, say that, you know, what I think works actually works. I made 50% last year. I think that's pretty good. And so as I'm talking these points, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm also the best, but I'm saying that, you know, as you look at my profile at the 80gang.com slash Junie, I'm like one of the only few, or I could be the only person that publicly puts their trades out um, that you can like actually see. And so if you want to see me trade NVIDIA at the top, you can absolutely see an entire record of that. Again, at datagang.com slash Junie. I'm talking from a data point. I'm not talking from, uh, you know, just uh, someone that hides their losses and says, oh, I only win. Come join my service. Like, that's not what this is all about. If you need more confidence to join or to enter a position when it's hot, one more time, genuinely like the stock, and then Junie likes to... Uh, buy 100 shares and sell a close to the money or at the money covered call. The other two options that are relatively safe that Juni also would do, uh, depending on just the environment, would be selling a cash secured put or buying 100 shares just naked. Um, I hope you guys and girls enjoyed today's episode. Uh, gonna go eat. Everyone have an awesome... Uh, oh! Tomorrow, July 5th, market is closed. I thought I would do a day stream again uh where the market's open and i'm trading with chat but uh that doesn't seem to be the case and july 5th is uh market will be closed in observation of july 4th
Alrighty, uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang, where I stream on twitch.tv slash Real Theta Gang uh, at 6 p.m. Pacific Time on Tuesdays. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang, and you can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks, and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. And that's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. If you've already used the Theta Gang referral code, please reach out to me. Uh, via email, I cannot reach out to you uh, because it's illegal. <laughs> um, uh, so you need to email me, uh, and I'd like your first and last name just so I can verify you that you're on the list of the Tasterworks referral codes that have been verified and you know submitted, whatever. Um, and I'll get you set up with the perks of you know the the Twitter trade alerts and uh, the Cherry Flare on the website. Um, I want to give a uh, shout out to my patrons uh, here. That's uh, Bingo Bango, Pocket Change, Andrew E.C. Kim, Mike D, Slow Motion, JZN, Malab, Can't Make Money IRL, Empty Cans, Mods, Mitch Brady 7, Craig Thomas, CJ Wilson, McFly, Sissy Random, Tom Thomas, Mr. Integrity, Drevy, Island Bell, Wheaton, Naw, Cheese, Maltman, 1856, Trivonis, NM, M. Hayden, Little, Mr. Sneezy, Mental Dum Dum, Grandpa 95, Golami Salami, Leo Jetson, Fancy Wolf, Nate the River, Jets Send It, Wilkai, Norfest, Beery, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Ober, Slava Lipvin, Ivan Yurkinov, Red Green Blue, Decentra, Arfman, Lord Skeletor, Radovine 1986, Lady Reservist, Jester, Crispy Cream Boy, Hermes Kaput, Rest of Year Shifty, AG, and Ensis 88. Awesome. Today was a bit of a shorter episode. Uh, could not uh, go on as many tangents as I normally would. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a good break. <laughs> and then I will see everybody next week uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday live stream. Bye-bye.